Welcome to Tanked Up, ladies and gentlemen, the podcast all about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben, and this week, once again, I'm joined by Adel Koji. Hello. And Lucy Ewart. Hello. How are you, Adel? You good? I'm pretty good, yeah. This has been a good swath of betas, so it's been fun. Yes, yes. Things we shall discuss. And you, Lucy? You okay? Yeah, I'm fantastic. Been gaming a lot, so getting rid of that backlog. Nice, nice. This week, we're going to talk about some games we've been playing. We're also going to talk about the topic of refunds and whether games should be able to be refundable and and time periods and and some such, um, all based around this controversial No Man's Sky debacle as we seem to be running into every week with No Man's Sky, something new seems to kick up. Um, firstly, beers. We've all managed to get the same beers. It's almost like we plan these things. Kind of like <laughs> yesterday, perhaps. Um, I think probably the first beer we're going to try um, was Lucy's suggestion, because she had it, if no more than anything else, really, which is the more Beer Company. Hello. So hot. 4.1%, I believe. Well, I shall I shall allow either of you to describe the beer whilst I get this open. It is a highly sessionable ultra pale ale, balancing rich British floor malt with tropical southern hemisphere hops. Modestly unreal. And it is 4.1%. Nice. I know with the um with the hyphen hops um they're normally a uh some kind of british part of uh part of the beer um i know the nor hop is isn't obviously northern hemisphere yeah hops with with british malts um but i believe they've got a, another couple um which i think they um i'm trying to think which one it is now it's gone from my mind because i might be making it up who knows mm. i've only seen no hop and so hop oh really yeah. no hop is really nice we there's we there's at Cork's Cotham, uh, Cotham, sorry. Um, uh, they've got about four or five different more beers. So oh Cork- yeah, there's plenty of more beers. I meant like the um, oh of the the, the eastern western or right. whatever you want to call it. I've only seen so hop and no, no hop. Yeah, I don't think but there's yeah, no an hop east is one. really nice. So I was looking forward to tasting this one. Mm, smells good. Mm. Very citrusy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, like a like a like a Meyer lemon, like a sweet but tart mm. lemon. Yeah, it's got a I'd nice, like to know very which, light. Um, which hops are in it? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's got a very nice light orangey color. Mm-hmm. Um, but hop wise, I don't believe that more have got their hops on the can. Mm. No, they don't. I would imagine they're either if it's Southern Hemisphere, perhaps it's either an Australian or New Zealand-based hop. Yeah, well, they imported something from Australia. Oh, no, that's if they import it to Australia. Never mind, ignore me. Um, It's also also unfiltered. Nice. Yep. Yes, and it's to be served at 12 degrees Celsius, ideally. I didn't bring my thermometer. I've got mine, but oh. I think it's a lot colder than 12 degrees at this point. <laughs> mm. well, well, by the time you finish it, you'll have the optimal temperature. It's also that got quite the um, 
frothy head. Like it's still there. Sort of built maybe uh, an inch and a half of head and it's not really dissipating. It's like um, like a solid... Oh, well. Mine's completely gone almost. Have you been drinking Perhaps it? Perhaps it's just the, the different difference in can. Did I you suppose. drink from it though? I haven't drunk. From I it. have. I have had a sip. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It. I was. It. Anyway, it feels like a very strong, very um. Lot of micro bubble cappuccino foam. It's, yeah. It's, it's yeah. almost yeah. like, and it's only now starting to mix with. Yeah. Okay. When I moved it, and the air water barrier yeah, broke, it just, and it's it starting to die. Quickly. Yeah. 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 Um, it's got quite a bitter. Yeah. Finish, isn't it? Mm. Well, the finish is nice. a, finish is actually sort of sweet-ish as well. I'm like getting I'm, more bitter. I'm getting mm. both. I'm getting like the standard bitter dryness in the back of my mouth where it usually is. But on the tip of my tongue, there was a slight sweetness that sort of came in a couple, maybe four seconds after I, uh, I had finished the sip. And then it slowly went away. But yeah, maybe... I, can, I, I can see what you mean with a little bit of sweetness. Um but that's kind of like very, very right very. on the front of the tongue, almost. Yeah, that's what I mean. We're getting yeah. on the tip. Yeah, yeah, and then it, it just, but it, it just sits as well. That bitter finish is just sort of sat there, and it, it's, it's, it's Not got a, a, a very long finish. But it, you, it, it's quite dry as well. I think normally you associate something with dry with having a very short finish. It disappears quite quickly, but actually, this is sticking around for quite a while. Mm. Um, the hop that they used to um, use is called Rewaka from New Zealand, but um, due to limited supplies, they no longer use that. They're saying they're using a different Southern Hemisphere hop, but they haven't mentioned which one. So, All right. Yeah, so it's interesting. I mean, it could be... I don't think it's like Nelson Sovian or something like that. Mm. Um, don't know, but... Yeah, it's it's not as hoppy as I would have thought. No, yeah. no, it, yeah. it's it's um, it is it, apart from that bitter finish, it is quite light. Mm. Um, it's it's it has got that slight s- sweetness, a little a little citrusy kind of flavour, but yeah, well, yeah. This, I mean, the southern like the hemisphere hops are well. um are called tropical southern hemisphere, so maybe it's not from uh, Australia, New Zealand, and it's from somewhere substantially different. Um, I don't know if I've had very many tropical-grown-based hops, but that might explain why it's got this very interesting finish that we're not used to. Mm. Nice. And you just said, Lucy, you're getting sort of like a straw. Yeah, sort of, sort of hay and straw. <laughs> Those are even words, but yeah, sort of. Um, but yeah, the, the bit of finish is—it's nice. I think that's what saves it. I mean. The body isn't that hoppy and, mm. you know, could potentially, you know, fall quite flat. But I think um, yeah. a bit of finish is what saves it, to be honest. It's a nice mm. beer. Yeah, yeah I, think, I, I think you're there's, right. There's, there's not really anything that's like bang, nothing no. that sort of hits you apart from that, that bit of finish. But um, yeah. awesome. So we should begin this week, I think, with Lucy. I think Adel and I kicked off with mobile games last week. So I'm yeah. expecting Lucy for you to come in with a full-fledged writing-based <laughs> big game. You see, I could talk about Deus Ex Go. I love a mobile game. But, um, <laughs> I mean, quickly, that's, you know, if you've ever played a Go game, it's pretty much the same concept, um, turn-based uh, strategy game. It's really good. Um, I don't... I think I prefer Hitman Go and Lara Croft Go more, 
than mm. Deus Ex Go. Oh, okay. But, um, what Deus Ex Go has that the other two didn't is the longevity because it has um well they're going to introduce later down the line um player created um levels like okay. a level editor so you can make your own levels so you know you should have well ideally an infinite amount of um, levels you can go back to um, mm. so an infinite create... or like 70 quadrillion or whatever <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But um, it's all right. <laughs> we're going to get onto that later. But anyway, um, yeah, and every 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 day, day of the week, well, um, working days, the developers actually putting up new levels. So oh, you wow. can, uh, you know, I've set a reminder every day to go back into it and do the level, and it's good. It's good. I like the fact that it's it's, it's going to last a lot longer than Hitman Go and Lara Croft Go nice. did. But um, the game I wanted to talk about. Which is it's an indie game. It's not a full 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 fledged game, but it, you know it's a really good indie game. It's called Hugh. Um, don't know if you two have heard of it. I, uh, I have it, heard of it. I've heard good things as well. Is this mm. Hugh like as in color uh, yeah, saturation? Yeah, H-U-E, oh, yeah. It, it's not some guy. No, <laughs> it's not H U G H. No, it's not Hugh. Um, but yeah, it came out. I think this Tuesday, the thirtieth. So mm. it was yesterday, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. It's one of those games that I've had my eye on for like quite some time. And with indie games, they can go, you know, one way or another. You can like the look of it at the start. They go quiet for a few years. It comes back, and it's like it's not what you imagine. But um, here's something that you know I had high hopes for it, and you know it's it's fully it's fully realised those high hopes and. It's basically a puzzle platformer where you have the ability to manipulate the colors in the environment. Mm-hmm. So um, you, you play this. It plays this little boy called Hugh. Hugh ah. is still spelled H U. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, you play as him, and it, he's basically got this. Imagine a weapon wheel in any other game. Right. So you use the joysticks to select. Um, which weapon you want on the weapon wheel, but instead of weapons, it's actually colours um, of the of the UV, UV spectrum. You got like Roy G. Biv. Yeah, those. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Rich W. York gave Battling Bay. Have you ever heard that? No, I've always heard um, Roy G. Rainbow. Biv. Um, but the problem with yeah, uh, the... Roy is that at some point they they just stopped including Indigo, yeah. and then you can't have his name as Roy. G Biv because it's Roy G Biv. <laughs> yeah. I, I I have it as Richard of York Gate Battle in Vain. That's how I remember it. But um, yeah, the colors of the rainbow. They call it like lime and cyan and because yeah, they're or whatever, indie yeah. and yeah. yeah. I, lime, cyan, pink. <laughs> yeah. <Magenta. laughs> yeah, they don't use the you know the exact names of the colors. But anyway, um, you, you basically select um the color which you want and it changes the background to that colour. So say if you've got a, um, a ravine to cross and there's nothing there, it's probably because um, the, the ravine is um, coloured blue and so is the platform. So if you change the background to, say, pink, the blue platform will appear and you can cross it. And cool. that's basically the typical um the typical premise, typical twist, the typical typical mechanic of the game, but mm. um, it, it's 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 one of those really good puzzle games that 
adds a mechanic um like every time you get a new color because you only start off with one and then you gradually ramp up and get new colors along the way but um once you get a new color like a new mechanics introduced like such as lasers or or these um these fountains that paint things a different color or something like that and it, it just keeps adding and layering these um, mechanics on top of each other and it's, it's a nice smooth um difficulty curve and it just ramps up to a point where it's not too difficult but it's like you know you'll be scratching your head for some time on some of the puzzles and it's a really good game it's fantastic so um what platforms are is it on uh it's on pc xbox one ps4 i think it's coming to vita oh sometime later this year yeah it's a perfect game for vita i actually is that what you've been playing on vita no it's not out on the vita it's not out on the vita yet but um, that's where that's where i would have wanted to play ideally but i just played it on the xbox so Mm, mm. coming soon yeah i'm on their website huthegame.com yeah exactly exactly. wow they've won a lot of awards yeah, I have seen that their Twitter games. Their Twitter games very good. I have seen mm. them giving out codes to people um, by oh, yeah. putting a little pixelated picture of somebody um, and saying, "How is this?" You know, it might be um, you know, a pixelated picture of Hugh Jackman. Mm. So, how is this related to Hugh the game? And you, you, you know, someone would just <laughs> and answer, then you're like, it's, "I don't, it's I don't Hugh know Jackman." Jack, yeah, yeah. And come um, digital told the publisher what they've actually done they've put they've had this on twitter as well what they've actually done is um they've hidden codes for the game like i think it's steam codes because i'm sure this can only be done on pc but basically um if you turn the background a certain color i think it's usually grayscale you can't usually get that in the game um then you can see a code written on the background oh nice yeah so interesting but yeah i like the uh art style Oh, it's, it's it's lovely because what, when I started, you know, um, looking at that game and I played it at EGX um, last year as well, um, it, it's not something I was more interested in the mechanic, but just mm. looking at it like a like my big TV, it, it's like it looks like um, even you know like Greek pottery, pottery, and it's like you know. Yeah. Like, um, on all the uh, ceramics and everything, it look it kind of looks like that. So it's like, it's yeah, it's it's like like a Parthian um, that sort yeah. of straight mm, lines. Yeah, um, love- although there, so it's, there it's, are some it's rounded almost, bits. So is it a limited color palette on sort of the on each of the levels? Um, well, most of it is is black, and you're filling in that. Um, the rest of the space, the, the backgrounds with the other color. So yeah. really, the background can only be one color at, at one mm-hmm. time. So right. um, everything in like the foreground and everything like um, the environment and things in the environment, they're painted in black. So that's yeah. why it looks like you know, um, like as you said, a Pothion, which is a beautiful game as well. Yeah, so. it is. Yeah. Nice, nice. That sounds. Yeah, it just sounds really good. Is it, is it a short game? Uh, it took me about three, four hours. Okay. Um, but there's collectibles that you can... It's sort of Metroidvania in the sense that once you've um, acquired certain colours, you can go back into the levels and find these hidden places. Mm. Um, so say if um, in one level uh, there's a yellow barrier blocking something and I don't have yellow at that point, I can go back once I've got yellow and then... Yeah. Oh, I see. Right. 
but I'll add like probably another hour. So you you don't play. get the full palette. That's sort of one of the ways. No, it, yeah, it exactly. Yeah, content. Yep. I should say drips. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. Um, awesome. I'll just edit Let's, that in. Well, yeah, <laughs> do it. Let's move on oh, to Adol. What have you been playing this week? Uh, this week I played um, the Titanfall Two beta on the Xbone with yep. some fellow um, uh, out of lives characters. Um, and uh, we also played some Rainbow Six Siege uh, that night, and we also had uh, fair few beers. And it was a it was a lovely night of gaming that I haven't had in a in a long while, actually. Nice, man. Nice. Um, we didn't we we stayed in our party chat and didn't you know uh, and didn't like let our so there was four of us on a five man team basically, and we just didn't let the other person in. We didn't go to group chat ever, so <laughs> we're doing all this coordinated shit, and then they're just like, "Hello, I'm so lonely," and I was like, "Oh, we're those people," because usually I'm by myself, and I'm yeah. that guy. Um, but uh, yeah, Titanfall Two uh, that uh, made me more uh, want the game more than than when I started the beta. Um, okay, I like the. A lot of people um, have the opposite opinion to that, so I've heard so. That's good. I, I haven't played uh, Titanfall One very much uh, recently. Yeah. Um, my biggest complaint was uh, the the Titans feel kind of sluggish that I don't in a way that I don't remember. But I'm gonna have to load up Titanfall to to see if it's just if it's just the fact that I I, I played it on PC Titanfall One and the PC wasn't available for the beta, so I downloaded it on the Xbox. Um, and it might it might just be that you know I garbage with xbox controllers which is true um and that's why it felt sluggish it might be a little bit of um sort of expectation as well you you kind of imagine titanfall to be a very fast-paced game so when you get into it you're the way that you've remembered the first game as being this really quick um very sort of vertical parkour type um, game with then you know the titans which can dash uh, and move about quite relatively swiftly obviously not as swiftly as uh, as somebody on foot um but swiftly enough that you get into the second one and you've kind of got that that expectation that, that mm. it's going to be quicker than it actually is um i, I mean think, I, um, I go on i was gonna say i played it as well and um i'd not played titanfall um being a uh, primarily a playstation um person no, not playstation person you know what i mean a sony um, pony yes exactly <laughs> um so I, I didn't really know what to expect from the speed of the game except that it was going to be a little swifter than a standard sort of first person shooter it's, um it's actually so, more twitch in number two than number one i think yeah um Sorry to interrupt, but uh, I did, so I'll continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Um, uh, I think I think some of the complaints I've heard are that um, that it's more Call of Duty esque, and yeah, I didn't mind this. Yeah. yeah, I didn't mind the speed. What I didn't like was the fact that it. And again, because it's an open beta, and uh, no one had played it before except for the week before, or unless they were in close beta, but. Um, there was almost no coordination. Like it was very much. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, the the main uh, uh, play style is um, 
Bounty Hunter, where you um, the sides are competing for collecting bounties by killing the AI mobs and the uh, other mm-hmm. team, and then after each wave of AI, uh, you the banks open, and you have to run to the two spots on the map where there are banks and deposit the money. And if you get killed, you lose half your money. Um, but because of that, like my personal bounty doesn't matter as much as my team's bounty because that's how we win. But no one was helping anyone else out. Um, there was no sort of team play, which is which just reminded me of the few times I've played COD games of, of recent years. Just just that mad dash to pew pew pew. Um, but the baseline mechanics I really like, and I I think me I I'm hoping that uh, will be. I mean. If we, if you can find the right team, or maybe people will sort of settle out, I and mean, once they understand the game, that there'll be more planning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think I found that as well. That um, it's it's almost like the division as well. That it was okay as a single player experience as such. You know, like with Titanfall, like COD, that you're just running around this map and picking people off, getting into your own little skirmishes with with other players and stuff. Uh, but actually, if you were part of a team, that it would be a much better experience. Yeah. Um, you see, I I played Titanfall One the for two hundred hours, and just like I love that game. Nice. And um, and how many people did you play it with? I usually played. I, I don't think I ever played with anybody else. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I thought. Running gunner. <laughs> Um, I think the one time I played with the Out of Lives crew, like, and that was, you know, this was probably a year and a half after the game came out or something like that. So, you know, I, I like that fast pace, running, gunning, and everything. And that's that because that's how I play Call of Duty as well. But the thing with Titanfall One was that that I preferred over Call of Duty because I've never really got into a Call of Duty multiplayer um, since. Black Ops, and after Titanfall, he was like, "This is what I want from my shooters." Mm. Um, even though it's faster gameplay, you don't have to, you know, um, you don't have to be that skilled at um, at the game. It's more in line with um, like Battlefront or something like that. It's, it's more for it, it felt like it was more for casual gamers, and I think that's why the hardcore fell off quicker. Than anybody else, and yeah. why everyone was saying, "No, oh, it's bare bones, this and that," and it's like it, no one heard about it, you know, um, three months after it came out. But um, the thing is, with when I played the Titanfall Two beta, fair enough, I didn't play too much of it. Hopefully, when it comes to EA access, I'll get a better idea if I actually want the game. Is it just felt like it was going for a more hardcore. Um, audience like even s- simple things like putting in more loadouts and putting in loadouts that you have to unlock over time making it so that your titan isn't on a you know two minute timer like it always was in the first one making it so that you have to actually earn the titan um to get it quicker and stuff like that like the first time i played it um you know just just um getting used to the, to the, you know playing titanfall again I didn't get a Titan until, like, maybe near the end. And it's like, it just didn't feel like Titanfall. And 
I don't know. I mean, like, it's, it's with the single player as well. It's like, I never wanted a single player from that game. I love single player games and I'm mainly a single player kind of person, but it's like, why split? Because I know it's only a small team respawn. You know, it's not a huge team. It's not, a, you I... know, sort of Treyarch sort of size. It's like, why, why split your time doing well, that? Because they got burned so hard. They, they were the first like... FPS to, to eschew stupid mm. campaigns, and they got burned so hard yeah. uh, that I think they were just like, well, let's just make one, and even if people don't play it, we that's one thing we know we're not going to get burned mm. on. But it feels um, like splitting their time, you know, splitting the teams between single player and multiplayer, that seems to have had an effect because the fallout from the first te- test, I don't know what the, the general consensus is on the second test, but the first week... People were like up in arms saying that this isn't Titanfall, and it just seems like, yeah, they've put a lot into the multiplayer. They've put new mechanics in. They've put, you know, new guns in this and that. But the, you've got to balance it, and it just feels like that could be lacking by the time it comes out. I hope not, and I hope they get it, you know, sorted and make it feel like the Titanfall of you know of old or whatever. But I don't know. I'm not convinced on it yet. I, yeah, I I definitely noticed the difference between the two weekends. Mm. Um, they, you saying about there being a, in the first game about there being a timer on when you can earn your yeah. your Titan, um, and in this one, for the first weekend at least, you had to get it through kills or objective yeah. scores. Um, yeah. Whereas I think on the second weekend they did bring it was in a that long element as well, didn't they? It's a long timer that it, it's so long that you're not likely to get a Titan if you just stand there. But if yes. you mm. even kill a few grunts and manage to be around a kill like you'll get a titan eventually yeah and, um, and it, it just maybe stops you having to get maybe two additional kills than you would have to or something like that just 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 sped it up a little bit and i know yeah. they increased the dash of the titan as well so the titan was moved a little bit quicker and and they they tweaked a few little things yeah. um which is what the tech test is for. So, is, and it's good it, it that is. they responded so quickly as well. So completely, and that is that's what I was going to say. Even though you know, the, the, with the size of respawn, they were quick at getting on it and actually updating the game to yeah. give you know to the given feedback to 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 make it how sort of that outspoken um, mm. section of the the, the fans were. Um, and, and ultimately, the people that are outspoken are going to be the people that want to buy your game as well. If, if someone's yeah. coming up to you saying, well, this isn't the kind of game, this isn't what I remember Titanfall to be, it's not quite what I was expecting, that person's probably going to buy it more than I was going to before mm. I sort of, I downloaded the tech test almost in passing, yeah. um, saw a tweet saying, oh, it's the tech test this weekend. I thought, okay, I'll give that a go. Well. I've not played Titanfall. I, I'll see what it's like. Um, so... I'm sort of not the kind of person they're going to listen to in comparison to someone that goes, where, where, where? Mm. Yeah. I, I do think that, uh, as you said uh, there, Lucy, with the balancing, the, one, yeah. the biggest problem with the way they give out, dole out Titans is the fact that they're going to have to be really good at matchmaking because if you have a stacked team versus a less yeah. good team, they're all going to get Titans you know, within the first few minutes, because they're just gonna, because they're just gonna kill enough things. Yeah, because yeah. That, that's the thing with like on, on the first Titanfall, you had like burn cards, um, which were then, if you don't know, they're just basically you selected three before the match started, and they gave you like certain buffs or certain perks. So mm. you could say get a Titan straight away, or 
you know, um, I don't know, have a more amped up weapon for, you know, yeah. before you die, etc. So, you know, with all those sort of um, the balance you know, of variables, I mean, they, they managed to do it. So it's like if they can manage to do it with thousands of variables with those things and still made it feel fair for everyone. Mm. I, it just concerns me the fact that they they kind of um, didn't get it right the first time in this tech test. But as I say, I mean, if it, if the multiplayer is um, on EA access, that will probably make up my mind whether I'm going to buy it or not. Because prior to the tech test, I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy Titanfall 2. You know, make sure it's not broken or buggy or something. Like once the reviews come out, probably get it because support the developer and everything. But yeah. now I'm less convinced and I probably won't get it you know, near launch, near launch. It's like, will it, um, you know, will it, will it come out on EA access close to launch or is that normally a, a bit um, of a delay? No, usually they get, Don't. we get it like a week early or something like that. And you, but can, you have right, like a limited number of the, hours to play. Yeah. But the thinking, I'm thinking it might be the single player that they give for free rather than oh. the multiplayer. Mm. I, I, I don't know, but um, I'm sure with battlefront, they did multiplayer. You could do that. Well, it's only multiplayer, I guess. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah, there's those, those fake scenarios that you could do by yourself. Yeah, but they, they, yeah, that's kind of with with Battlefront. That's the the problem with it, though. They kind of tacked on this not single player, but single player kind but they of called element, it like a co-op multiplayer. Yeah, and you, oh, you could play it more local co-op and stuff, yeah. couldn't you? So, yeah, but hopefully, at least for you, Lucy, it comes out um, that the, the multiplayer element is. That that free element with the oh, say free with the EA access subscription, mm, yeah. um, which That's again right. might might bring a lot more people to to buy the full game. You know, if they if they've got 10, 15 hours to be able to play the multiplayer and sink that amount of time in, mm. um, then that's you know X number of copies additionally sold, isn't it? So yeah. it seems, it, and I would I would imagine that the multiplayer would sell the game more than the single player. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. So yeah. it would seem crazy for them not to put the multiplayer on. Uh, oh, you know, uh, you know, put the single player on over the multiplayer or such. Yeah, I hope so. Good, good. How are we doing with beers? I, I think we. I was going to suggest we crack into the second one as soon yeah. as possible. Go for it. Nice. So you've heard us talk about this beer, I think, in the last couple of episodes, um, and this is the Cloud Water. Double IPA version six. It is a. I was going to say it's an event beer, but it's not. It's like a special edition beer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this the version six and the version seven were crafted by Cloudwater um, out of their double IPA versions four and five. Um, they sold the four and five as a twin pack and asked people to drink both beers or make up different combinations of those beers, you know, whether you want a 50% three, uh, sorry, 50% four, 50% of five, or, uh, you know, differing combinations of those and took feedback on what people wanted. Uh, and out of that came the version six and version seven. Now I've seen the version six around, but I've never seen a version seven around. Neither have I. They were all sold out wherever I looked. So yep. very popular. So this, it gives you a little bit of amble about what is in the beer, and it says 20% dry hops added towards the end of fermentation, 40% three days into conditioning, and 40% three days before crash cooling. 
brewed with WLP 4000, which I don't know what that is. Oh, it's, it means a robot did it. Did it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about that sort of technical stuff. When they talk about the gravity and stuff like that, it's like, what do you want about? Just give me the beer. Just let me drink it. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a hefty 9%. It is. And it, did you mention the Pilgrim Alpha CO2 extract? Because that's a I thing didn't. I don't know what that is. No, I didn't. Um, I didn't mention that one. Again, that's, a, a, that's another item that sort of went over my head, so I thought I wouldn't mention it, just in case. Uh, I think both of these beers, I don't know what it is. Maybe both of them have got uh, the Moor and this Cloudwater. Both have yellow streaks in their label. Um, and apart from that, they're, they're just white and black um, Silver. on the label. So it kind of almost makes them appear as if they, oh, wow. they should be quite sort of summery beers mm. almost that 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 coloring the, and branding on the it. nose hits you as you pour mm. yeah yeah what quite fragrant what are you getting in the nose um well just off the pour it's some sort of tro- tropical fruit let me uh, yeah, actually I, smell it i'm getting a bit of uh, mango slightly. there's definitely mango there's that sweetness of a mango rhubarb yeah, yeah i'm getting a bit of bit of tanginess a bit of rhubarb yeah totally mm. And I had a bit of pineapple as well. Oh, maybe like. maybe that's what... I, yeah, it's pineapple or mango. I think that's sweet tropical. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that. Yeah, mm. it, it tastes like... It smells like... Um, to me, it's like a, a very, very ripe mango. Yeah. That you have in the country where mangoes are grown. So there's no... Like it's a, like, yeah. a, like a ridiculously tasty ripe mango. Versus the mm. stuff you get in the store, which has been frozen, blah, 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 blah. I think um, tasting it, slightly syrupy. Mm. You're not getting that. It doesn't feel like 9%. Oh, wow. Uh, I, hear, I immediately know what you mean by syrupy. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a bit thick and heavy, but not to Not a, alcoholic. Yeah, not to an outrageous extent. And you can't tell that it's 9% at all. No. It has... You can... Taste the alcohol a little bit, but you know, if someone said gave this to you, you wouldn't say it's nine, maybe six at most. I was going to say yeah. six, six, eight. You know, like mm. double area. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I went out um, over the bank holiday weekend and went into a brew dog and had a um, albino squid assassin, which is a beer I've had ooh. before, which is really nice. But this one had been barrel aged um, in a whiskey barrel. Yeah. Um, and that was, I think, about 9.2%. Oh, wow. And you could instantly taste the alcohol. Yeah. Um, that was a really sweet, almost kind of, um, has almost kind of like a porty kind of mm. uh, flavouring to it, which I think is what the, the whiskey gives whiskey with the beer. Down, yeah. Um, but yeah, you as soon as you, even on the nose, you mm. were sort of almost hit by the alcohol in that beer. Um, it was It was nice. But that that's the kind of beer that you can definitely only drink maybe one of unless you're yeah. unless you're a lot more hardcore than I am. Um whereas this double IPA, it's very smooth and as 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 you were saying, you don't quite get that alcohol. You know, it, there's a tiny bit there, but it, it doesn't cut through the um doesn't cut through the flavour that much at all. Yeah, it's not um, harsh at all. No, and I no. I think well, we'll see what uh what I feel like at the end of this one, whether I can have another one. But Already, as a very yeah. similar percentage beer to, to the the, um, the Albino Squid Assassin, it's definitely a, um, 
a little more palatable almost. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like beers that can, you know, just naturally be this sort of ABV, the ones who, that are striving to be like 14% and stuff like that. And th- th- there's nothing in it apart from like harshness. And it's like, there's no point to it. There's no depth. There's no, mm. there's no balance to it. Then You're you just know, trying to prove some stupid point to yeah, exactly. no one in particular. Yeah. Whereas like mentioning Brewdog, um, their hardcore IPA, I think that's around 9.2 as well. And it's like, mm. that doesn't taste like a 9.2. And it's got, you, I think when, once it um, crosses a threshold of too alcoholic, you're not going to be able to have any, like, you know, depth for, you're not going to be able to taste, like, the complexity of it. So, but something like this, is, it's, it's strange, um, this cloud water, and it's quite unique, and I can see why they've been flying off the shelves, not just because, you know, the limited release, but it's quite a nice beer, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I've seen myself drinking this. I think I need to. Uh, I think uh, there's a slight correction. I think a couple of episodes ago, I said they were only making 480 bottles. I cast. think, yeah, I think I've mis I misread, and they're actually made 480 liters. I mm. think. Um, oh, okay. Which is about three times the amount of bottles than I suggested. So you're looking something closer to the region of 1500, 1400 bottles, aren't you? So uh, a little bit more than I first thought. Um, but that that number was correct. Just the units was incorrect. Yeah. So, which this is probably why like we're seeing it quite me. a lot. Mm. Sorry, Lucy. This, this doesn't taste like beer to me. It's weird. Yeah, it's I, a bit I was like say. kids' medicine, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that syrupiness is strange. But it it does have a slightly older texture than um, like the, the more just before. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, but it's nice. I'm enjoying this. Mm. It's got so, a lovely. Um, it it has mostly just a sweet aftertaste a slight hint of bitterness but other than that it's it's also very short as a finish compared to the moor yes. which just sort of yeah. sat there again not a bad thing it's just they're very different beers and it's they look um really similar to both had sort of fairly robust heads this one's a bit more orangey and it's probably a bit more uh opaque but other than that they're very very similar looking beers that taste nothing alike which is always mm. a good thing reminded how how wide the spectrum is yeah definitely so i won't talk about a game because the game i've been playing mostly is titanfall 2 um, which we've already discussed um i have started to play the battlefield one awful title but i started playing the battlefield one beta which is very it's first person shooter but it's very different to Titanfall. Um, I've only played a couple of games, so I'll have a better um, better idea of what to talk about with it uh, in the next episode, possibly. Um, so I think we should move on to our topic, um, because I've also been playing a little bit more No Man's Sky. Heresy. Um, it's, it's come under a little bit more <laughs> controversy, based around the idea of refunds. Um, I believe... That Steam will refund you a game if you have played less than two hours of it. And I think that's any game, isn't it? I think that's, that's their standard refund, yeah. standard refunds <laughs> policy. Um, however, there came out that Steam were refunding anybody for No Man's Sky for any amount of time that they had been playing, which I believe now has turned out to be incorrect. Uh, um, it was, but a lot there of, were definitely people who, who reported that they had played 
12 hours and got a refund. But I think there had to be some kind of reason as to why um, you could get the the refund for it. It wasn't just, I played this game and I dislike it, I demand a refund. Um, So I thought I'd that we can discuss refunds in general, whether we think refunds are a good thing for games. Um, as you know, with with a lot of items that you purchase, you can take them back to get a refund. Uh, normally, if you haven't used them in any way or for clothing, if you haven't worn it, um, you can take it back and be able to get a refund. With games, it's a little bit different, especially with a lot of people who've been playing No Man's Sky for um, an extended period of time. So first, uh, Lucy, do you think refunding games is a good idea? Yes. If something is, you know, just completely broken in its state and it's unplayable, then yep. of course. I mean, this gets into a whole different argument about why you shouldn't pre-order games, but I won't have a go, you know. I want... We'll save that for another conversation. <laughs> I have I have seen you posting curiously yeah, in various groups about ranting this. about it, yeah. It's like, just don't pre-order games, but another topic, but... If something's broken, then yeah, of course you can, because any, anything else, if it was a DVD, let's say, and you can't play it, you can't watch the film, then yeah, of course you should get a refund. Yeah, like if you bought um, the Blu-ray of Bad Boys 2 and you took it home, so obviously we're in Great the... Great film. Yeah, we're in the early 2000s, uh, obviously, in this um, example. Um, and then you, you took it home and it didn't work in your player because, oh, you're one of those four people who bought HD DVD. Uh, and you took it back to Walmart. And they'd be like, oh, and you're like, oh, this is the wrong format. And they'd be like, okay, well, sure. We'll give you store credit because you opened it, you dick. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, like that's that's that makes sense, right? Um, and like when you go to physical objects, if you can return like a vacuum cleaner when it's opened, as long as it's not maligned because it didn't do what you wanted to do, you know, that makes sense. Uh, I, I, that's a different story from, I didn't like it. Yeah. I think any system, whatever it is, people always find a way to exploit it, which is what you're going to talk about now. So it's like, you can have something that, you know, a refund system that's there for, the purpose of refund because something doesn't work but people are always going to exploit these things and as you say it's wrong that people should request a refund just because they don't like it yeah Yeah, i i think with with no man's sky specifically people are saying well it's it's you know with with sean murray saying that there was a little element of multiplayer and all of this sort of thing that they're saying, well, the game doesn't live up to the hype and the expectation, possibly the, um, uh, you know, some of the things that the developer has said. So However, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that it's broken. That doesn't mean that you have been sold a product which doesn't work. Yeah. It, it works perfectly fine and works really in the way that any other computer game works. Okay, there's a couple of bugs and a couple of glitches, but... That's standard with a lot of games that we get these days. It's not, you know, I can understand if people want to refund it, if it is unplayable, you know, you get into your ship and it glitches through the world and suddenly you're stuck in the centre of a planet burning in the molten core. That sounds cool. And you can never, that does sound cool, (laughs) but then you can never escape and never experience the rest of the game. That's, that would be broken. And as such... Yes, I agree that you could look to get a refund for your purchase. And that would be 
Is there a time limit on that? I'm not sure. Would I say if that happens to you after the first hour, you get a refund? Yes. If that happens to you eight hours in, difficult. You've spent some time on it. Um, and especially again with, but, well, so No Man's Sky is interesting because there you can't revert to a safe game state. So although you're playing mm -hmm. by yourself, you're playing in this shared universe. Um, because I was going to say, because if you hit like a glitch in a mission where you do this specific thing and you're screwed and now you're, you've, all your progress is gone, well, you have the option to, to do multiple saves, which I do. I alternate two save files almost all the yeah, time yeah. because I've been there. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that, that's on you in the sense of sometimes we know these things happen. I don't think that gives the developer an excuse not to fix bugs, but we know some get through, and that's just tough titties. Yeah. The thing is with um, No Man's Sky, I mean, it sold, you know, it sold extraordinarily well. Yeah, I think um, the number of people requesting refunds is probably quite minuscule. Mm. And for some, you know, with a publisher like Sony back in it, I mean, if it's a case where it's too hard, because as you say, if it's eight hours in you, but you get a game-breaking bug, then I think, yeah, why not? You should be entitled to get a refund, even if you play eight eight hours. It's meant to be a 40-hour game, let's say. It's like you've only got a fifth of what you were entitled to, so you should be able to get a refund. I think what's worse is for like all these Steam games, which is like... Well, the... They, they, there's these indies like on Steam, and it's like people ask for refunds because it's like, oh, this is a walking simulator. Oh, this isn't good, etc., etc. I don't like it. Mm. Um, but at the same time, there are you know people releasing games on Steam which are you know intentionally broken, and they just want money for it. And it's like no one's vetted this, so it's like it's such a it's such a hard system, and it's such a hard thing to. I think what um, you're trying to say is there's cunts on both sides, and everyone <laughs> exactly, else suffers. Yeah. People that exploit everything, like Steam, great platform, you can put your game on there. There's idiots who are going to put, like, whatever they want on there. Same as, you know, you get a refund because the game's broken. The idiots are going to be like, oh, I don't like it, and you're going to ask for a refund. So you're screwed well, either way, basically. <laughs> Not to uh, I, I yeah, understand. put a on the topic, but, you know, it's just... What are you going to do? I understand why Steam has, has like, has their two-hour baseline policy because they can't chase down all these requests and it's probably it's going to cost honestly it's just going to cost them more money trying to manage that yeah. versus saying this is the cutoff um but it, it like you said it does mean that there's a there's this sort of cadre of of entitled gamers who you know play 10 minutes don't like it ask for a refund all the time and i understand that they do some monitoring of that but i don't know how how much effort is put in to to track sort of uh, habitual refunders yeah um, I, I i don't know i've never looked into it so i can't i've actually, actually never refunded a game it, but i i can imagine that there are um a subsect of gamers who purchase a game on steam and then a couple of hours after they've, they've played it they've gone no this isn't for me i'll refund it and who do that on a monthly or you know uh, on, a, on a regular <laughs> enough basis to sort of get past the um, the steam police as such, saying you do this far too often. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and people will always game the system. Yeah, but that's fine. Yeah. So I think it's the, the the baseline policy is what we have to sort of 
approve of or like like that should be what's discussed like like you and lucy have said like no matter what you do there will be ways to circumvent a rule there will be loopholes but is the baseline policy fair to the masses without like being so obviously exploitable Mm. i think think, that's the that's go on i think i think you there's a lot fewer people asking for refunds than you'd imagine even if no man's sky that's how i see it yeah, I'd be really curious to see what the what the actual stats are because again, mm-hmm. this is the the vocal echo chamber of the internet exactly. uh, that yeah. started yeah. hilariously. The thing that made the hype r- ruin the game, or at least over uh, change what people thought the game was. Um, although, again, I'm not going to get into it, but Sean Maria clearly at some point could have said eh, it's not quite like that. Mm. Uh, but um, that same echo chamber is what's causing all this fuss. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hilariously, they didn't learn their lesson, really. Like, oh, maybe we shouldn't just assume the world is exactly what we like. Mm. Or like this you're... mob mentality thing of like, well, and if enough of us hate it, then you should change it, which mm. uh, I mentioned on uh, Out of the Crossfire. Um, but that was uh, Mass Effect 3. I wish they didn't change their ending. <laughs> yeah. Like, point of principle versus point of plot versus point of experience it just i feel like that that was a sort of landmark shift in these these rabid groups of just completely whining as much as they can and i think that's because they worked once it's like um letting my cats in when they bang on the door and at you know at nighttime they all they know is i banged at the door and you open the door even if i'm yelling at them and they'll try that for weeks until they are like oh i guess that doesn't work because they've got brains the size of peaches no not even a peach <laughs> um but you know what i mean like like a kiwi they... <laughs> look new zealanders aren't that dumb <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, I suppose just to, to to sort of round up the conversation, I'd mentioned earlier that, uh, or, or Lucy had mentioned earlier that that Respawn had listened to the fans after the first um, stress test weekend and had changed a few things um, within the, the the second weekend. So, do you think if people had then purchased Titanfall, if these things hadn't been changed and there hadn't been a second weekend? People have then gone on to purchase the game. Do you think they would have been entitled to a refund by saying this isn't the same or it isn't what my expectation of the second game should be based upon the first game? No, because I when I work into walk into a Burger King and I see this massive, you know, whopper on its, um, you know, above the till. And I go, oh, yeah, it's going to be huge. And I get something that's a third of the size. So I, you know, yeah, it's advertising. Yeah, it's advertising, and it's if you fall for the advertising, you should always be wary. Always, you know, um, have your wits about you with anything, whatever you buy. You know, research it. So mm. It's like yeah, I mean, that's why is... I don't understand the pre-order culture because n- no other, no other medium or anywhere else in any industry, y- you can pre-order things. So. And the thing with, like, games, I mean, it brought it home to me even more when you said, like, people expect games to be buggy, and they expect games to maybe not work all the time. So it's like, if something where, it's something like that you wouldn't pre-order, it's like, you could pre-order a chair, let's say, 
that's um you know ikea special release a chair's coming out pre-order it yeah and it's like you expect a chair to work you don't you, it's like that will work 100 yeah. percent. but if, time, if it's significantly time, different video, color yeah. than their press release said you could immediately give it back to them and ask for a refund yeah. and that makes sense but what if your true. monitor's not calibrated to the same color calibration as their monitor that's that's yeah. no no i said sufficiently okay that's very well, true I, i'm not yeah. talking about like a like really cyan and i yeah. thought, thought it was meant to be yeah. turquoise I did. Yeah. I, I I used the dropper in Photoshop, and it's clearly a hash five zero zero five zero one two. But when I got it, it was a hash five zero zero five zero one three. Exactly. Yeah. You see, that's very black and white, like you know. Sorry. You know, it's going to be yeah. If it's advertised as a different color, then fair enough. But it's like even movies, like when they advertise it and make out, oh yeah, it's cool. It's like. Well, yeah, there was a... but they've shown everything in the trailer. That's mm. still in the movie, so it's like there was a wonderful hard. Reddit game, thread. Just, just you know, even if you love a developer, just don't trust them. It's like No Man's Sky. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Joe Danger. People probably never even heard of Joe Danger, mm. let alone played mm. it or Hello Games. So I don't know why people were so quick to pre-order something where the you know the, the developer just doesn't have a pedigree for something on the scale that No Man's Sky was supposed to be. So it's like, just don't pre-order and you won't have to ask for a refund because you won't buy it in the first place. Yeah, so so tune in next week when we'll clearly be talking about pre-order culture. I will say... I have to say two things. Um, one, there's this... I, I wish I knew more information, but there's this lovely Reddit thread about a guy who... Um, was saying that his lawyer, his brother was a lawyer and they were going to sue Warner Brothers, etc. because Suicide oh, yeah. Squad was so yeah, shitty. Yeah, I did see that one. Um, and I feel like that encapsulates this, this idiotic version of culture where I made a story up in my head and I didn't like the story that was being made and presented, so fuck you, I need yep. all of the things. Mm. Um, and the other thing I was going to say is just... Sony used to be just known for giving pre-rendered cutscenes as their trailers and E3s, etc., uh, and it not actually being gameplay video. When you got the, the the game, it was still pretty, but nowhere near those initial trailers. And that was a running joke for years. But yeah, no one, yeah. no one was like, "Well, you gave this trailer out in 1999, and uh, here's 2001. It doesn't look like that at all. I want my money back." Yeah. I, th- I think, yeah, with the dawn of the internet and people sharing ideas, everyone's just become more entitled. Yeah, I, mean, well, I remember when I bought Spyro Year of the Dragon and it didn't work. Never did I think of asking for a refund, though, you know? So yeah. The other thing know. is, um, with digital downloads and Steam, there's sort of a person you can badger to get your money back. But, like, if I... You couldn't go to Game or EB Games or GameStop as easily and be like, I don't like this game. No, completely. completely. I think that's a good barometer. If you can't, if you think it would be impossible, not a struggle, but impossible to get a refund if you went to the brick and mortar version, you shouldn't be asking for a refund. It's quite easy, actually. All you do is say, I bought it for somebody's um, birthday or Christmas or something. If you think it would be impossible without lying. Simple. I've done that so many So you've got times. to lie to get your refund. Oh, we, yeah, we'll, but, you know, we've all done we'll it. We'll leave it on that dishonest note. Where we have Lucy's con artist segment. <laughs> <laughs> the right. con of the um, week is... 
What has been your favorite beer? Adam. Uh, the more, I think. Yeah? I, I like the cloud water, but it's... I'm just going to repeat Lucy's statements. It's syrupy and interesting, and I, I like the taste a lot, but I would never reach for it if I was like, I want a beer. Mm. If I, I, I want a tasty beverage, go for it. But I, it's just so different that yeah. um, my beer of the week is the more... Also, I think... Overall, um, except for the syrupiness and the sort of um, tropical fruitness, I didn't actually find it that deep. There wasn't a lot in the flavor outside okay. of that. And with this very short finish, it was sort of like, well, I'm just drinking this really fast. Well, um, when we say we should move on to to the cloud water with the moor, I noticed that Lucy wasn't done. I had a little bit left. I didn't quite see what you, you had, but we were clearly just sort of enjoying the beer at our own pace. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, speaks, yeah, speaks volumes to, to the Moors, um, to Sohop. Yeah. Nice. Lucy? Um, I'm quite torn, to be honest. Um, I, think, I the, think the term is, you are Natalie Imbruglia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that song. But anyway, um, I'm torn because the cloud water, as you say, Adil, it's like, it, it, it ticks all the boxes in terms of uniqueness and um, just novelty, but... Um, it's it's quite smooth and you know it's quite syrupy. If I wanted a nice refreshing beer, I'd pick the Sohop. But that being said, instead of the Sohop, pick the Nohop because that's better. I haven't had I mean, it yet. Northern Hemisphere were better than the Southern Hemisphere, obviously. Um, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going to agree with um, with Adil because I, I I think you're right. I think as a as a, a beer that I would um, go for. Um, that I'd go for the Sohop over the the cloud water, I believe, um, if I was out and and saw both of them. But I'm also going to agree with Lucy, and the No Hop is uh, a very very good beer. So perhaps um, we so... should get the No Hop for for in the coming weeks because I don't think we've done it on camera, and Possibly I haven't not. had it. Oh, okay. So that would be new. Yes. Yeah. Definitely good. So uh, for another week, we haven't quite been as tanked up as we usually get because we've only done two beers. Um, but if not. you'd like to talk to us about those beers you can do so on the internet we are at <laughs> on <cast>. the internet <laughs> what are you 65 <laughs> i feel 65 feel old this week man i feel old oh, um, sorry. yes you can do so on twitter at tanked up underscore cast you can email us tanked up at tanked up cast at gmail.com if you want to hit up adult how do you do so sir uh you can find me on twitter steam psn xbox live at the Omniarch, T H E O M N I A R C H. Nice. And Lucy, how do we get hold of you? Uh, on Steam, Xbox, PS4, it's Juicy Loose. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am beerresistible underscore. Um, that's for my beer website called beerresistible.com, where I might have a review of this Cloudwater on there. Nice. So, yeah, I, I'm going to look forward to that. I think you should. Yeah. It's so unique that. Yeah. Good, good. Um, and if you'd like to talk to me, I'm at Nova underscore 47 on most of the things for another week. We have been slightly tanked up. Thanks for listening. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't, I don't even like say Skype. bye normally. You frozen um, on Skype. That's why I'm totally confused. Um, <laughs> I just was staring at your face and it was like, nothing's happening. So up.